What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we are going to be talking about defining enough. So we're going to be talking about statistics on happiness versus how much money somebody makes, fame versus happiness, and kind of uh, taking stock of our own lives and figuring out, okay, what what is enough for us? And hopefully yeah. you listeners can, it's an opportunity for you guys to take a step back to and, and decide if you guys are doing the things that make you happy and and what that would take. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a great quotable. This is submitted by Helpster Tori. Um, the quotable itself is from Asherina Yalda. The quote is, your soul is your best friend. Treat it with care, nurture it with growth, feed it with love. Oh, mm, that's very nice. What a good quote for this theme, yes. this topic today. A very eat, pray, love sort of, yes. sort of quote. It's, that's always a good sort of thing Feed to hear, soul. you know? Yes. It's what you got. Your, your soul and, and yourself is you're with yourself all the time. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's, that's it. Got to learn to be best friends with yourself for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So thank you, Helpster Tori, for submitting this one. Um, if you would like to submit your favorite quote to be on the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash selfhelpless and join our Patreon community. And that way you can be more involved with the show. And it's so fun. We love our, uh, we love our patrons so much. Yes. Uh, so Del, you want to yes. go ahead and get into defining enough? 
Let's do it. Yes. So basically, um, we're going to cover a lot of different things, but definitely a recurring theme with money, just because that seems, I mean, I don't think it's any shock to people that that's, you know, one of the biggest concerns of people everywhere. Um, you know, one of the biggest reasons, you know, relationships don't last, one of the biggest stressor- stressors we have. And of course, you know, health and safety are also totally up there, but they're all woven in. You know, money mm-hmm. can affect all of those other things. So, Let's just start off with the definition of enough, which is interesting. You know, enough is as much or as many as necessary, desirable or tolerable, sufficient. So enough is subjective. There is no, you know, it's no like, okay, once you reach X amount of this and this, you're done. Uh, We all have to define what that means to us. It's very personal. And I think that's why the comparison trap can be so horrible because you're the only person that can define what enough means to you. And I think a lot of it, a lot of us have the tendency to look outside of ourselves to tell us what's enough. And I think that's why, um, you know, it can result in a lot of unhappiness and frustration and all of that. So I would love to kind of start off with some of the studies that have been done regarding happiness and money. And then Kelsey and I are going to kind of talk about some of our own uh, situations with enough, what's enough been for us and how that's changed over time as well. Mm -hmm. I'm referencing comparecamp.com for this study. And this was done in 2010. And the person conducting the study was basically checking in with the the participants' everyday quality of life, the joy, stress, sadness, anger, and affection um, that make one's life pleasant or unpleasant, and also just life evaluation as well, the thoughts that people have when they think about their lives. So basically what they found out is that people are usually pretty happy when they reach about $75,000 in annual revenue. Hmm. Um, So that would be a equivalent to maybe $90,000 per year now in, in 2021. And after that, that's kind of like the cap that they found on people's happiness of, of the average person. Sure. Um, and, and found that, you know, with any higher salary, it kind of was just, you know, it, it was pretty similar. And they did notice that low income uh, is associated both with low life evaluation, low emotional well-being, but high income um, does buy life satisfaction, but doesn't always include or equal happiness. And of course, that kind of brought up some feelings for me, like, well, what the fuck is the difference? <laughs> you know, what's right. the difference between emotional well-being, um, feeling like satisfied with your life and and happiness? And I'm curious to know what the definition of happiness they were using for that study, because I think, again, just like enough, happiness is so subjective too. Right. So, of course. I would say, my, man, my emotional well-being is taken care of. My needs are met. I guess what would be missing for me maybe maybe would be the maybe amount of joy I'm experiencing in my day-to-day through my work or something like that. I was curious to know what people maybe felt were missing after, after some of this stuff. Right. Basically, the general consensus from the 2010 study was that once enough money is earned to cover basic needs, everyday purchases and loans, you know, people may be driven to increase their earnings just by comparison of other people or the desire to um, attain material goods and stuff like that. Right. And then a newer uh, study came out in 2019 that basically refutes that article. 
So maybe it can't buy love, but it can provide happiness or at least some happiness. Right. right. So the person conducting the study, Killingsworth uh, Research, has been published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And he created this track your happiness app, basically, where you can check in and update how you're feeling at different parts of your day, which yeah. added to this overall experiment that he conducted and found that both life satisfaction and experience well-being increased with income. So, okay. however, unlike the 2010 research, um, well-being continued to increase as steeply past the annual income oh. of 75 grand and up. So there wasn't so that the, like, okay, you hit no 75,000. Yeah. There's no cap. Yes, exactly. So I thought that was interesting um, yeah. because I got to be honest, when I've always heard, you know, money doesn't buy happiness and all this stuff, but listen, I, 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 <laughs> what, from what I've experienced, it does make shit a lot easier. And that makes me fucking happy. I, I mean, I have been yeah. super broke and I have had, you know, my needs met and, and make good money. And my gosh, I think it just, it, it provides so much happiness because of what money can provide for you. It's not like I'm, I don't think anybody's happy with money in the sense that it's just pieces of dirty ass paper. You know, it's not like the physical <laughs> object of money. Of it's the, you know, what you can get in exchange for money. I don't know. How do you feel, Kelsey? Yeah. There's a great line in Ariana Grande's song, Seven Rings, where she says, whoever said money can't solve your problems must have not had enough money to solve them. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> the whole theme of that song is just like, I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Like, it's just like, yeah. she's just like, I'm buying everything. And also it's kind of a funny, um, I guess, interesting perspective that throughout that song, she's buying things for her best friends. Mm -hmm. So the idea of seven rings is like, rather than focusing on getting a ring from a man, she's like, I'm right. going to buy, not only I'm I going to buy myself a ring, I'm going to buy my friends rings. Cause like, right. these are all my, <laughs> my life yeah. partners here. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's. <sighs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I don't know. We're going to get into some quotes from other celebrities that are a little contradictory to that uh, theme of the Seven Rings song. But of course, I think you do hit a certain amount of wealth where now you're dealing with new problems that you wouldn't have had before because now you have mm -hmm. to protect your wealth. Now mm -hmm. you're buying property. You're buying nice cars or buy nice jewelry. And with that comes uh, a risk of things getting stolen, people trying, people in Take your advantage. life wanting you for your money. You don't know right. who is genuine. I mean, 
yeah, whole explosion of things that I'm sure big celebrities deal with. Yes. Uh, I also thought it was interesting too, when we were talking about defining enough and then to just go back to the actual defi- dictionary definition of what enough is and that it is subjective, right? Like yeah. we all define what enough is for ourselves, but social media and just media in general, I think have defined enough for us. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of unhappiness comes into play is because we are all comparing ourselves with this imaginary idea of X amount of followers is what's going to make me happy because that'll be enough. X amount of money, X amount of career success is what's going to make me happy. But it's like, you really have to take a step back and go, but okay, but for me, really, like if, if Instagram didn't exist, if I wasn't looking at everybody else's stuff, what would, what would I have that would make me go, this is enough. Absolutely. You can even think of it, you know, even in in terms of money, since that's going to be a big through line, is that what might purchase you a a, a home of a certain size in one state might not be technically enough to get that type of home in another state. Like that, just a very basic idea of how it is so personal. It's so personal based on where you live, who you are, your family, your family size, what you value, what you enjoy doing, all of that stuff. Totally. I appreciate what money can buy. And I think that the whole money can't buy happiness thing, I feel like it can actually discourage people from maybe wanting to go after it or going after it, or maybe feeling guilty if they go after it. And so, you know, I just, I know what it feels like to barely provide for myself. And I also know what it feels like to be able to provide for myself, donate, you know, to, to causes I really care about, pick up tabs and stuff for family. Yeah, That feels so much better. And it's not because yeah. of greed or, you know, I just, this whole like money is the root of all evil mindset people can have, you know, money gives you options and freedom and choices. And unfortunately, money is part of our modern world. It's part of our society. We can't ignore it. And it provides a lot of things for a lot of people. So I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of an overall just mindset around that topic too, um, which can be a whole nother, you know, episode, obviously. Right. Another, some other findings from uh, one of these articles is they found that you're basically control, you're you're in control of up to 40% of your own happiness. That's that's what one of these studies found. So, you know, that's a that's a good chunk, whether it's about your mindset or taking action on certain things. But of course, they also found that, you know, 60 percent, that's another that's an even bigger chunk is the result of things that might be out of your control. Mi- mix of factors like genes or, you know, people's behaviors, life circumstances. I would love to add privilege on there, too, obviously. Uh-huh. Um and what's really fascinating is that this study found like the most happy ages people tend to that, experience. This was so interesting to me. You want to read that, Kelsey? Yeah. So, yeah, that was fascinating. Okay, so this study claims that you're happiest at age 33. Which you're almost there, aren't you? Almost there, baby. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> Come be my year. You're, <laughs> you're happiest at age 33, 55. And in your 70s, at least on average, they say 33 because you have the energy and knowledge to pursue your passion. And might I add, I think also that you've uh, 20s are so much for, I think, uh, learning lessons, making mistakes, all that stuff. Not that you don't keep making mistakes later in life, but 
you so you are learning a lot in your twenties. Um, yes, and then in your thirties, you get to kind of put that knowledge into play. So. Right. 55, because you've gained enough assets and authority. Okay, that makes sense. And then in your mm-hmm. 70s, because you're free of many stress-causing responsibilities and you can look back on your life's accomplishments. Yeah, so. right? Like you're retired, you're probably, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully um, reaping certain benefits that you couldn't always. How did you feel? Like, I mean, obviously we're not at 55 and right. we can expect every 20 years to feel a little bit happier throughout <laughs> our life. Yeah. But how do you feel about just the being so close to us, you know, age 33, that's pretty mm-hmm. close to where we're at. How do you feel about that number specifically? Yeah, that's nice. I mean, God, mm-hmm. certainly after the year everybody just had, I'm like, cool. <laughs> that would be, that'd be nice. But I, yeah. I, that whole that you're in charge of 40% of your happiness, that, of course, I just think that's super subjective. I think mm-hmm. it is a mindset thing. I think it's a genetic disposition. Some people are have a genetic disposition toward depression. Yes. And so it's like that can really fluctuate up and down. But um, yeah, I, I loved my 20s. Um, I generally think I can find the good in, in most situations. And of yeah. course, there are some hardships in your 20s. Absolutely. But I can also think of so many great times in my 20s. But I do understand that people are saying, oh, your 30s are even better than your 20s because you're just more you're more confident. You're more self-assured. You know what you're doing. And um, I've felt that in the past couple of years for myself. And I, I would hope that, yeah, that would just continue to grow. So, yes. 33, exactly. baby. I'm looking at you next yes. year. Here we go. Here's to looking at 33. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I, yeah, I, I would agree. I feel just like I'm, I'm more me in my thirties, although I'm only 31. I've only been here for a little bit of time, yeah. but, um, I can say that as I got closer to 30, I feel like I started experiencing less extremes Like in my early mid twenties, like my highs would be so high and I felt like my lows would be so low because I was just figuring so much shit out. And now I feel like more steady. Like, yeah, Yeah. I have really, I have highs and lows and stuff, but it just feels very close to like a baseline of, you know, more contentment, I think. Um, Because like, man, I mean, in your twenties, I would, I just think about, you know, doing stand up and stuff at that age where it's like, oh my God, you get like some awesome show and you get paid to do this thing that you love. And then, you know, a few weeks later, you're broke again. And you're like, <laughs> shit, I was on this high. And now I, you know, I, I remember just those extremes of how feeling on top of the world one week and feeling like nothing is possible the next week. And yeah. I don't think I've, I I experience those types of things really as much anymore. Yeah, which I actually <laughs> appreciate. For sure, <laughs> I think I've shared on here before that I, when I used to work um, during the day as an administrative assistant in Seattle, my a lot of my coworkers and my bosses came to one of my shows that I was headlining, and it was this like great show, this great experience. Everybody was so proud of me. My boss is just super complimentary. And the very next morning, it was like, I walked in and there's papers on my desk. Like, I need you to make me 20 of these copies. And you're just like, 
Yeah. <sighs> fuck. Like it just <laughs> would go away so quickly, you know, and like go right. back to just feeling like you're at the bottom of the totem pole. And so anyway, yeah. Right. Didn't we say, was it when he, when we had um, Brian Regan on, when he talked about like going off to do a show, like he just got off stage with like thousands of people and he feels on top of the world. Then he goes backstage and his daughter's like, get me a bandaid. <laughs> He's like, can you just let me have a minute? <laughs> was, was that right? Was that? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was him. I'm like, oh my God, it's just so funny that no matter what level you kind of, you feel like you might reach in your career mm-hmm. or just, you know, per- personal success. It's like, yeah, you're always going to get <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little reality check. Yeah. Um, so funny. And yeah, I totally second the, the idea of like, you got to take every study with a grain of salt, really. Um, you know, especially if it's like a one-off study and the control group isn't very big and all that stuff. And yeah. Um, you know, only patterns <clears throat> of studies that come off with the same results, I would say. Yeah. Pay more attention to. Um, we've got some really interesting celebrity testimonials on fame versus happiness. So Cardi B says, well, one positive, one positive thing about fame is that I can help my family. Everything that I want to buy, I can get. I don't have to worry so much about my future. One negative thing is that even though I'm happy, I feel like I was a little bit happier mm. two or three years ago when I had less money. Wow. I, isn't that crazy? That's fascinating. <gasps> yeah. I had less people who had opinions about my life. I felt like my life was mine. Now I feel like I don't even own my life. I feel like the world owns me. Oh, God, shit, dude. That is so interesting. And I, 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 well, personally, I would like to have a certain amount of money, but not be in the public space. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like money and the public space. Oh, my gosh, I can't. I can't imagine all the all the things. But if it's like nobody really knows who you are and then on top of it you have a lot of money, I feel like you know, you're maybe less likely to I don't know, right. be so taken advantage of because I feel like you can be a little bit uh, off the radar. Right. People I've always said that authors are. have it like just oh, yeah. chef's kiss cuz yeah. you can be so wealthy and so successful in your field and you can just walk into a Starbucks a lot of the time and yeah well might not know who well, you like are a scientist or some shit right like people are like I'm probably not looking this up <laughs> I'm probably yeah. Not Googling. Yeah. yeah that's fascinating because you would look at Cardi mm-hmm. B's life now and of course on social media everything looks so glamorous and great and then to right. hear that she was actually happier two or three years ago Right. So interesting. It's got to be so hard to be at that level where you don't really know if you can trust people. Like that's got to be so lonely that once you reach a certain level, you don't know if people really care about you and want to get to know you for you Mm -hmm. or if they really want want to get to know you for what you might be able to do for them. That's got to be a very lonely place to be and really confusing and probably a lot of heartbreak. um, Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, This is a quote from Justin Bieber. You're in your hotel room and there are fans all around, paparazzi following you everywhere and it gets intense. When you can't go anywhere or do anything alone, you get depressed. I wouldn't wish this upon anyone. Wow. Yeah, geez, dude. And he was so young when he rose to fame, right? Wasn't he like discovered on YouTube? Usher discovered him and he was like tiny, tiny, young teenager. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Jennifer Lopez says, you can have all the money in the world and it doesn't mean you're a happy person. Money doesn't solve problems. It makes some things easier, but it just gives you a different set of problems. Mm. Everything has a trade-off in this world. I've learned that from being broke as hell and having money. Mm. Yeah. She's a, I've always found her perspective to be so valuable in terms of that because she's been so vocal about coming from nothing, right? Like mm-hmm. coming from being being very broke and now having the success that she has. Right. Um, right. And then I had I found some quotes too. These are from uh, the, the ones Kelsey just read are from People magazine quotes. These are from Entrepreneur. This is a Charles Duhigg quote who's an author and habit formation expert. He says a dollar is essentially a stand-in for some other type of resource. Time is a resource, energy is a resource, a pension is a resource. Once you understand that a dollar is just stand-in for some other types of resources, Um, because we're all trying to find some easy way to exchange one resource for another, then you begin to understand like how money works. I think that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Kind of like, it's not the money itself. It's what the exchange can provide. And then I thought you would think this was interesting, Cal, as we've talked about this before, but this is from Abby Jacobson, comedian, actress, Broad City. For the most part, I'm careful to save money because I get a little nervous that the success I've been finding just won't keep going. But I also work hard all the time to ensure it won't all go away. The next thing is always in the works. And lately, because I work so much, I've been feeling a bit like a workaholic. But now the thought crosses my mind, what am I working for if I'm not going to get to enjoy things? So I've actually started to splurge on myself and other people in ways I never have before. It's like, that's probably not a quote from very long ago. And like, you know, they've been doing well for a while. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's, it is so good to get that reminder of like, what is the point? What right. is the point of making money and, and trying to find success if you're not going to also <laughs> balance it and, and use it to feel good? Mm-hmm. There's a few more. And then I would love to hear about like your personal definition for yourself, Kelsey, on like what's sure. enough for you. This is from Psychology Today, a Mae West quote. Um, I've been rich and I've been poor. Believe me, rich is better. <laughs> I just want to throw that <laughs> one. That's and funny. This is from Everyday Power. Um, I refuse to accept other people's ideas of, of happiness for me as if there's a one size fits all standard for happiness. That's a Kanye quote, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> and then um, we, we recently talked about Madam CJ Walker a little bit, this one. I had to make my own living and my own opportunity, but I made it. Don't sit down and wait for the opportunities to come. Get up and make them. We talk so much about creating your own opportunities. Mm -hmm. And the last one had to throw in for Kelsey. If everything was perfect, you would never learn and you would never grow. Beyonce. (laughs) Are you wearing a Beyonce sweatshirt? I didn't even notice that. (laughs) There you go. Oh, man. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So Kelsey, what is enough for you? And I, when I think of enough, I'm thinking about financially relationships, family, friends, lifestyle, health, like, you know, a well-rounded kind of enoughness. What do you feel like that is for you? And has that changed? Yeah, I, I do think I'm starting to get a little bit more into that place of like, okay, what, what ultimately am I working toward? But really what is enough for me? What is enough financially? What, what is going to be the point that I start to take a breath and go, okay, how can I enjoy the, the success I've found so far and while continuing to try to have more? Mm-hmm. And not only – there's a great article that came out about particularly the, the stand-up comedy grind that f- you feel like you're holding your breath indefinitely mm-hmm. and that just years and years go by and you feel like you can never take a break and you can never let up because it's so competitive. Everybody's trying to get everything. And 2020 and, and COVID, I think everybody took a step back and was like, do I really want to do this? Um, Questlove, who <laughs> I adore, he comments on my uh, Trumpet Tuesday videos and makes on requests, and it's just like the best. <laughs> um, he, he posted a really interesting video um, on Instagram, and it's a clip of him flying out of JFK. And he did this whole post about, I used to do this all the time before COVID. I was on planes all the time. Mm-hmm. And now I took this big break. And now that I'm back doing it, I've been asking myself, do I really want to do this again? Yeah. And sometimes it takes like a forced break to get that perspective. And I think I had, I'm still, I'm still figuring out exactly what I want, but I think I'd had this idea in my mind of in order to be successful, I need to be on the road every single weekend. I need to just put my body through hell. And mm-hmm. now I I still want to be booked, you know, frequently and and consistently. But I'm understanding that that is not the only source of my happiness. And it never right. has been. I still right. love stand up so much and I love doing it for a living, but I also love my family and my friends. I love, uh, I love hobbies. <laughs> I feel like you listeners know. So like I love sports so much. I love makeup so much and doing like the makeup workshops online and, and all that. And it's so important because if you go too hard on that one end of only working all the time, even if that mm-hmm. is going to build certain things up, you're probably going to get really burnt out and miserable. So I've been looking to go on the road two times a month, like two weekends of the month, maybe three max. But I really do like that balance of getting to have the rest of the other parts of my life yeah. and just trying to be really mindful of of that life pie. I, um, I think it's called the life pie from artist way where it has you break your life into six categories and Mm -hmm. you have to put a little dot 
and it's either close to the center of the circle or toward the edge. And that's, you put it where it is based on how big of a role it's playing in your life right now. And so then you connect Mm -hmm. them and it creates a web and you can see where it's really lopsided in your life. If maybe you're really lacking in creativity and play, maybe you're really lacking in family time and that helps you kind of go, okay, this is where I need to put more time and and maybe Mm -hmm. less time in other places. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Del? Yeah, I absolutely. I think, um, I think it's just this, for me, it feels like this consistent dance kind of between being grateful for what I have and giving my per- myself permission to strive for more and staying in between that space. Because I feel like being too far end of the spectrum is when we can kind of not be present or at least myself. Like if I'm only thinking about striving for more, I'm not enjoying the moment. I'm not being grateful for what I have. And if I'm you know, I think you can obviously always be grateful for what you have, but maybe that can kind of lead to complacency or even guilt if you want more or want to get, you know, strive for more. So I think that's what it is for me. And my enough, like defining enough for myself, I feel like has changed a lot. Um, But I feel like I'm finally in a place where I do think if nothing ever changed, I feel good. Like if nothing ever changed, I feel like I have enough. And that has not always been the case. Of course, I would like, you know, more space and, you know, these things like a giant backyard for Maverick and all that stuff. Like, yes, but if nothing ever changed, I I feel like I would be um, happy. And but when it comes to the specifics, like I remember, you know, one of my first jobs or one of the first several jobs I had, it's like making nine bucks an hour, 10 bucks an hour, whatever it is. And thinking like, oh, if I could just make $15 an hour at one point in my life, I would be set, you know? And then, (laughs) and then I would get there and be like, this is not going to cover the cost of living in Los Angeles. And, And so kind of hitting those milestones, being grateful to hit them and enjoying that, but also you know, still kind of going after other things. Um, so when it comes to money, that's, that seems to kind of always be changing. Um, and then I even remember this, like with relationships, like my kind of standards for what I wanted a relationship that kind of enoughness has changed where I feel like after a certain amount of time or, you know, experiences that I had, it was like, I just want a guy that can hold a job and is nice to me. That's all I'm asking for. That would be enough. Right. And then it's like, okay, maybe not. No, I also need somebody who treats me well and I'm attracted to, and has a person, you know, good personality and all that. Um, and then, you know, go from there. And, you know, with, when it comes to like my family, I think for me, it's always been, I just need more time because I want to spend it with my family. So time has always been like, how can I get enough time? How can right. I get enough time back to do these things that I enjoy right. doing? And I feel like that's in, in, in a good place now. Yeah. Um, even like lifestyle wise is like, I remember I've always hated cooking never. And I know, I know this, I, I bring this up a lot, but I think it's just because um, of, you know, societal gender roles. It's been, it's been like a common theme throughout my life where I've gotten some pushback about it. Yeah. And used to think like, oh my God, if I could ever make enough money to be able to have a meal delivery service, so I never have to cook again. And now I'm, I, you know, I tried it out and now I'm here and I'm thinking, oh my God, what would it, would I, can I allow myself to dream? What would it be like if at one point in my career, I could have like 
a chef come over once a week and yeah. cook me and Cam a nice dinner. Am I even allowed to dream that big? You know, yeah, if I am allowed to do that. Um, so being grateful, but also thinking how cool would it be if this also what were yeah. different? That's a good place to be. Future. Being like happy with what you have, but also open to the idea of, oh, that would be cool too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we have some tips on defining your own enough. Um, a good thing to do is list your priority. So define all that you need to survive. So just list what that is. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> define what your comforts are. Because those are two different things, but I think they are both incredibly important, obviously. Um, ask yourself, how can I live a life fulfilled? Only do what you can manage. This is such a big one. <laughs> yeah. Know your limits or define your limits. Make choices that lead to your happiness and well-being. Avoid burnout. Stop worrying about your weaknesses and all the places you see yourself as not enough. Grow the gifted, strong parts of yourself in ways that feel good for you. Practice gratitude and do not strive for unattainable, unattainable ideas of being enough. Mm hmm. And I would say like, I have actually gotten extremely specific. Like when I, when I, cause I've written down this before and mm -hmm. done these exercises for myself, like what would it look like to have my dream day to day? What does that actually mm -hmm. look like specifically? Um, how many meals would I be getting delivered a day or for, for a week? And, and how, you know, how much time would I have and all that. Right. And those specifics really help at least I have found, because it makes them more realistic. You can kind of break down an action plan. Right. And I remember at one point thinking, God, it would be a dream to be able to have things to give me back my time, like a meal delivery service and a laundry service. Could you imagine if I could have a personal trainer one day, like all these things. And I had like my dream list of things. And then I would ask myself, how could I bring one of these things into my life right now in a very simple, small way so I could kind of get a taste of it yeah. and maybe motivate myself to kind of strive for that? So I remember doing that like, okay, what would it look like if I did this just for like two weeks, this thing mm -hmm. or this, you know, for a month or I, I hired a house cleaner one time just to feel like I'm living the dream, you know, yeah. whatever that might be for you. Um, totally. So I would encourage you to get really specific. And then on the other end of the spectrum of knowing kind of when you've had enough also, um, you know, if you're in a point where like you hate your day to day or you find yourself really bored and just not stimulating, you know, stimulated create creatively, or you feel like you're filling holes a hole that it's like bottomless with things that don't matter to you, or maybe that are self-destructive. Also knowing when you've had enough on the other end yeah. too, is probably very important to know that it's time to make a change. Totally. Yeah. Do you have any specifics that you've either written down or that are in your head of what's enough for you in a certain area of your life? Sure. Um, <laughs> so this is going to sound so silly, but I have told myself I would like to get a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Very doable. Very doable. In terms of like an actual metric, I'm at I'm at almost eighty seven thousand right now. And yeah. I know that sounds silly, and I'm sure it's it's so fleeting. Where once I hit a hundred thousand, I'm gonna be like, oh man, I want more. You know, right. I know that it's. I already know myself well that it's not gonna be enough, but. Yeah. I would like that I think has been the the climb that a lot of people who are um whose business thrives 
partly with social media, you're always like trying to get that a hundred thousand mark. Um, mm. that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, financially, I haven't really done like set numbers. Of course I would like to be in a six figure range at some mm-hmm. point. Um, career wise, I, I had a really interesting talk. I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast, but I had, um, a good conversation with Dan Cummins, who has one of my favorite podcasts. I've talked about it before. It's called Time Suck. If you guys don't know Time Suck, you should go listen. But uh, we just talked about getting to a place in comedy where you take a step back and go, okay, what are the specific things that are enough for me? Is it like a specific, um, like a Netflix special? Is it a credit? Um, Or do you kind of go back to, I just want a fan base. I want to know that where wherever I travel to in the country, people are going to come see me because they're fans of my work. And I think it's important mm-hmm. to remember why you're doing what you're doing. And at least for me, that's making people laugh and and being able to relate to one another. And um, yeah. 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 How about yeah, you? That's good. I think it's good to get specific. Yeah. I would say... Um, I definitely have some specifics and leaving some kind of open. Cause like I said, yeah, I feel like, um, as long as I feel like I can make choices freely and have that level of freedom and feel like relatively good in my day to day, I do feel like I have enough, but, um, they, I think it's always just going to be re- refining and, and tweaking that. Yeah. You know, and like uh, leveling that up. So for like, for me, something measurable is like, I would like to have a backyard for my dog. That is a huge feat in Los Angeles. Like that is something very measurable. The backyard thing, baby. Oh, another measurable thing I've talked about. I just want a nice bathtub. I want a nice bath. I'd spend so much time in the bath. I sometimes I take two baths a day. You guys, I just, I told Cam, I was like, listen, this is all this is my dream. What is your dream? Cam really wants like a big kitchen. I yeah. want to like, as, as when we talk about like material stuff. Yeah. And so we each have that kind of in mind, but other than that, like I'm, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for where I'm at. And I know what it feels like in those like before and after snapshots for sure. Yeah. So yes. Well, this was a really interesting topic and I uh, hope you listeners maybe take a moment today to journal and and yeah. have an idea, a clear idea of of what is enough for you because I think mm-hmm. that can help people's life trajectory and and figuring out what are priorities and what aren't priorities. Get specific. Write Get it specific. down. I remember writing things down like when I could just go for a two hour walk on a Tuesday, that would be so cool and enough. You know, like that yeah. kind of freedom. You know. Yes. So. Absolutely. You want to read um, the review of the episode, Kelsey Cook? Yes, sure. So this is from Thorny. It says, thank you so much. This podcast has helped me a lot. It has got, gotten me through long, monotonous days at work. I feel like I'm hanging out with friends. I honestly love how you girls talk about everything. It has helped me realize that I'm not the only one going through things kind of like this. Oh, thank you so much. That's what I was just saying about stand-up. Like, I just I love connecting with people, and that makes me so happy to hear that the things we talk about, you go, oh, okay, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Other people are going through that. So thank you exactly. so much, Thorny, for leaving such a sweet review. Uh, as always, you guys know, 
If you haven't yet, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It, it helps us stay on the charts. It helps us move up the charts and, and reach more people. And then you got a chance to be read on, on the podcast, which is always fun. Yes. So, yes, yeah. indeed. Any uh, uh, hot segments? Well, by the time this comes out, um, I will have just done my weekend at the Comedy Club of Kansas City. So if Helpsters came out to that, nice. thank you so much. Um, my weekend in D.C. has had to be moved to July. So um, actually, you know what? Let me just double check real quick because I want to make sure I get the dates right. Uh, I guess I had to do building maintenance or something on on the Comedy Club. Mm. So, okay, I'm going to be doing July 8th through 10th at the D.C. Comedy Loft now, guys. So, um the previous episodes that you'll hear, you're going to hear me promoting it for May, but it has, it has been moved. So, um, July 8th through the 10th, if you already bought tickets, which I know some of you helpsters have, they will automatically be transferred. And I hope those dates still work for you, but yeah. Um, if maybe if the May weekend didn't for you, DC helpsters and this one will. So July 8th through 10th, you can get tickets at kelseycook.com. I just added some more tour dates for other cities there as well. So, you know, check that out. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Um, uh, I think the biggest thing, oh, actually this is, this is cool. So, um, my uh, entrepreneur podcast, Eficionado, I mm -hmm. am having my operations manager do this next season with me. So she is going to oh, be, um, coming on for discussions. She's amazing. Her name is Chris. Um, any current clients who are listening, um, have interacted with her. She's hilarious and wonderful. And so, um, we're going to be talking about our, our different perspectives. We just did an episode on how to start a side hustle and we had very different approaches to how we started our businesses, how it led to, to full-time, all that kind of stuff. And we just recorded an episode all about um, basically how to schedule your week. She is a mother of three children and I am not. So our weeks, you know, our schedules look yeah. very different. And, and so we're getting in those types of um, discussions and, you know, two different types of perspectives. So if any entrepreneurs uh, are listening, then feel free to check out the Aficionado podcast. And also I'm just, I'm four days away from being married, which is weird which is so oh, weird. Yeah, so, so exciting. Like, yeah, that's very strange. It's so funny because I don't have um, social media anymore. And I know like with Instagram, I probably would have shared a picture at some point yeah. like, on Instagram. Like, hey guys, uh, I got married. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if I, um, maybe I'll share some, I don't know if people give a shit. Maybe I'll share some on Patreon or something or I'll put it Absolutely on a people give a helpless shit. story. I know you guys have been, I mean, I started dating Cam right before we started this podcast. Yeah. Over four years ago. So I feel like, yeah, you guys have been on a wild ride with me relationship wise for sure. Yeah. Now you're getting <laughs> so married. I'll post it somewhere. Oh, I, I don't know. We'll we'll yeah. see what happens. But um that's awesome. And we're so excited for you. We cannot wait to see all the fun. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, oh, also. And I, this will come out before this episode airs, so it will have been out for a little bit already, but I think this is the first time we're promoting it. The girls and I, including oh, yes. Taylor, the, the, yes. OG, the OG gang, baby, yes. if, if you listeners have been around for a while, you might remember that a year ago, the three of us did a YouTube makeup tutorial together where I tried to teach Taylor and Delaney Kelsey how to do did their a makeup. tutorial. I did a tutorial on that. Uh, and we put it on YouTube and it was a lot of fun. People seemed to enjoy it. Um, it was very upsetting and alarming in a lot of ways to find <laughs> out the things that Taylor and Delaney are doing to their faces 
on a day-to-day basis that I wasn't aware of. So we decided to do another one where we tried to replicate a Katy Perry makeup look. So I walked the girls through a tutorial and it is on our self-help list YouTube. It was so much fun. We're going to share it on, Taylor and I will share it on social media as well, but like you should go watch the full thing on YouTube. We had a great time, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. I think you guys will like it. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You crushed it once again. Ah, thank you, love. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys, we love you. And we hope that you're having a wonderful day and week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 